Welcome to Emotional Empowerment, a podcast for emotionally sensitive or struggling people who are open to learning how to use your emotions as a spiritual practice. Hi, I'm Michelle Bursell, and I've taught therapists, coaches, and people around the world how to use their negative feelings to heal their life, and in doing so, eliminated their struggle with anxiety, depression, anger, guilt, and more. Ready to turn your negative feelings into your greatest allies? Then let's start your emotional empowerment journey right now. Hello and welcome to episode number three, how to build self-confidence as an emotionally sensitive person. This is a topic that I love to talk about because the way we look at confidence can be very convoluted. And I think it's really important to shift the lens in how we're seeing confidence and really understand the roots to really feeling true to yourself, trusting in yourself. And from that, you're allowed to expand and feel your best. That's how our confidence grows. So when you are emotionally sensitive, you're told things like, you are too sensitive. Your feelings are just way too much. You take things too personally. You shouldn't feel that way or get over it, right? And the list goes on and on about basically what's wrong with you being an emotionally sensitive person. You aren't told that your feelings are a gift. Your sensitivity is a gift. That you absolutely should feel the way you do. That your emotional sensitivity is accurate which it is, you just need to know how to fine-tune it, but the signal you are picking up on absolutely has merit. And most of all, to use this gift to your benefit, which is to pick up on what others aren't able to bring to the situation, which is deeper understanding and wisdom. Now, the reason you weren't told these things isn't anyone's fault. This empowered language has been lost. So if anyone has ever negated your feelings, it's because that was the best guidance they could give you at the time. Because cutting off your emotions was the option for this world. You know, that's how we operated. We celebrate the rational mind and the male-dominated way of thinking. Now, I just want to be clear because I've been talking about this kind of male-dominated thought process. I love men. (laughs) I love the masculine. And the rational mind is important. So when I speak about this whole male-dominated way of thinking, it's because it's out of balance. That's all I'm saying. To bring it back into balance, this feminine perspective needs to be brought in. And so when the male perspective has been so dominant, the female perspective hasn't been seen, understood, or considered legitimate. So when I speak about bringing back the feminine, it's not to dominate, it's to balance. So again, what happened was you get these messages about your feelings, that your emotions really don't matter. And still to this day, we get this message to try to dominate your thoughts over your feelings in order to feel better or just ignore how you feel. What people don't realize is that First of all, for many emotionally sensitive people, neither of those options work. 
and this isn't your fault, and I'll tell you why that is. The other thing they don't realize is that they're training you to turn your back on your wisdom. And so this is why emotionally sensitive people really struggle with confidence because the way we perceive the world, the dominant way, and I speak about this in a future episode, but we all have dominant ways in which we perceive the world. For some people, it's through their body. They're taking everything in on a bodily sense. Other people, it's through the rational mind. Others have a really strong spiritual lens and others have a very strong emotional lens. You're processing it through how you feel. But if everything we've been told thus far has been that you can't trust that and that somehow makes you wrong or weak, it's a burden, then you start to question yourself, right? So you were born with a gift, but then people are telling you not only should you not use that gift, but they can't even see your gift. They don't see your gift as a gift at all. And so you start to do the same. And rather than see it as a gift, you're trained to see this part of you that's been misunderstood as a burden. Can you see right here why when you are an emotionally sensitive person, it's so easy to not trust yourself? It's how you've been taught to think about a significant part of who you are. And of course, you're going to believe this because it's what people have told you to believe about your feelings and because the world you were brought into agrees with that notion for now, for now, not always. And together, we have the opportunity to change it. And that's what is so exciting about this podcast. That's why I'm so excited to share this with you because together, we can make a new imprint into how we understand and see and recognize and utilize our feelings in a way where we don't have to fight and resist who we are or what we feel. So what happens if we don't change this? Because as you've heard in previous podcasts, podcast number one, more and more people are struggling And more and more people learn that emotional sensitivity is too much to handle. That's the message we get, that your emotions, your emotional sensitivity, it's too much for others to handle. And in fact, you can't even handle it most of the time. And so what happens is, under this old worldview, emotionally sensitive people are trying to tuck this part of themselves away or get it under control. And that's exhausting. The other problem is you cannot contain the divine feminine forever. She who cannot be contained any longer will come soaring out and we've all felt it. That's why we've tried to contain her for hundreds of years because this is a power. But because you do not yet know or understand how to work with this energy and the divine feminine language coursing through all of us, again, whether you identify as female or male, it doesn't matter. It's there for all of us. What ends up happening, especially if you're emotionally sensitive, is you hate it when your feelings come out. And it's more evidence to you that there's something wrong with you. Because when your negative feelings come pouring out, it's not pretty. 
and it makes you hate yourself more. It makes you distrust yourself more. Now, I know hate's a big word, and I don't use it lightly, but that is what I see when I see so many people coming to me about their depression, and they don't understand why they're so depressed, and it makes complete sense to me because of this buried self-hatred. Because you are a good person. I know that because you're here and you are trying to do everything you can to get things right. And then your emotions come out and you lose hope. So let me say this. If you are a person where self-hatred has turned to suicidal thoughts, I just want you to stop listening right now and go tell someone. Because again, you likely feel the way you do because how you feel has been so misunderstood and you are now to the point where you don't feel like you belong. When you truly do and you're truly needed, and at the end of this podcast, I'm going to share why that is, but if you are feeling that suicidal thoughts right now, the best thing for you to do is to stop listening, go tell someone you need help, just like that. And I'll also have more resources in the show notes. Now, even if you don't have suicidal thoughts, doesn't mean there isn't self-hatred. Self-hatred is behind depression. Self-hatred is behind self-sabotage. And I'm going to get into that in another episode. There's so many different elements to this work that they bridge to one topic to another. But I want to give you the structure, the foundation, so you can start building true emotional well-being, and flourish, again, from this divine feminine lens. So here you are, you're an emotionally sensitive person, one of my ESPs, and your emotions come out sideways. Sideways is my terminology for when your emotions come out and you aren't at a place where you understand them, so they end up being taken out on another, basically, or on yourself in in a negative way. When you do that, you aren't going to like yourself because you know deep down that you're now likely causing someone else pain, which for an ESP is the last thing you want to do. Then what happens is not only do you not like yourself in that moment, you're not trusting yourself anymore. And when you don't trust yourself, it's impossible to have confidence in yourself. So I've given you an example of how intensely this can play out in a person's life as you get to the point when you feel hopeless about ever getting out of your pain, this naturally brings up suicidal thoughts for people. It's that hopelessness. And so I also want to show you a more subtle way this plays out all the time. There is that intensity that it can reach. And there's often these subtle ways that this plays out with people, especially those of you who consider yourself emotionally sensitive, as well as those of you who on the outside, you appear that everything's okay and you're not sensitive, but you may have developed ways to shield your feelings from yourself and from others. That's what humor is and defensiveness is. And we have all these different ways that we protect ourselves. I want to use an example that shows up a lot with the people that I work with, and it's around love, because I've helped a lot of people break their old love patterns that didn't work for them in in the past to develop a relationship and supported them to develop new 
internal beliefs that support a loving relationship and aligns with their desires. When I work with someone who has unhealthy patterns regarding love, it's this unconscious pattern that's usually about trying to protect oneself from getting hurt by love again. So what I want you to see is that now we have a value conflict because a part of you wants love and a deeper part of your subconscious is saying, heck no, love hurts. I'm not getting involved with this, right? Or I'll get involved, but only to a certain degree. What happens then is how you do love is at least partially about keeping you protected from being hurt. I'll say that again. When we have this going on, we're not going to be aware of it. What we're going to be aware of is that we've got a pattern where our relationships don't work out. And there's usually this protection that's going on in your subconscious where your emotions live about the pain that you've experienced before around love. So how you do love then is at least partially about keeping you protected from being hurt. And you do this in a way that keeps yourself from experiencing the love you really want. So your lack of trust in yourself in relationships can show up in all these different ways. Let me just name a few that are very common. You will overprotect yourself by trying to rationalize over feelings because thoughts and facts feel safer than feelings. So you're with your partner, your partner's sharing feelings with you. You're like, I'm just going to stick with the facts here (laughs) because facts are a lot easier and feelings feel very gray to me, right? And so your partner wants to discuss feelings and you're not even, you can't go there. And it's a means of protection. You can also go into overprotection mode by shutting people out quickly. You shut them out before they can do it to you, right? So you're going to shut them down. You're going to say, this is over. You're seeing red flags when there's yellow flags. And obviously there's a reason for this, right? Because probably before you didn't pay attention to the red flags. So now anything and everything can become a red flag. And it's, let's shut it down really quickly because that's the best way for me not to get hurt. It's done at a level and an intensity where it's overly done, where no one could meet the expectations that are coming through this overprotective drive that's happening subconsciously. It also shows up as not showing what your needs really are in a relationship. So for some clients, they don't even realize that they have needs until they start speaking to me about their emotions. And then through their emotions, I can hear that they have these needs, but they haven't been willing to pay attention to them. And what's happening subconsciously is that deep down, they feel that their needs are too much for anyone to meet, or they don't feel that you can trust someone to ever meet their needs. Another example is defensiveness towards your own feelings and your feelings are right and it makes everybody else's wrong for how they feel. Another common way is we make the relationship problems just your partner's fault and nothing to do with you. (laughs) I did a lot of couples work and it started with one person coming to me saying it's all the other person's fault. And we quickly went into couples coaching around that. (laughs) You're overly trying to meet someone else's needs because you don't trust that you are worthy of true love. So you're the one trying to 
you know, get up early to help out here. You're doing this there. You're extending yourself left and right because you don't believe in your own worthiness of true love. And this is a protection mechanism. And the list goes on and on and on. Now, the great news is, is that if you or anyone else engages in any of these behaviors, they're eventually going to backfire, if not immediately backfire. And the great news about the backfire is you feel it. You'll experience a negative feeling, and that negative feeling is your guiding light into your subconscious. Your negative feeling is indicating to you that the way you are operating is working against your desires. So let me ask you, shouldn't we have an operating system that warns us, even screams at us when our internal beliefs are working against us, right? Because that's how you know it's your subconscious beliefs that are really running you. And once you know this, you have an opportunity to address that belief on an emotional level, which means I'm never going to tell you to stop doing something this way or to think differently because that's just the surface. I want you to understand why you mistrust you and how you mistrusting yourself has absolutely worked for you. Now, this is one of the hardest things that those that go through emotional empowerment certification when they become coaches in this is really putting a lens and shining a light on Everything that we do, even if it's not, and especially if it's not giving us the results that we want, is working for us on a subconscious level. And when we see that, that is one of the huge keys that opens up a door for us so that we can still meet that internal emotional need while also lining up with our desire. So right now, whatever we're doing is working for us on an emotional level. Again, That's why we don't want to shift this just based on our thoughts, because it's still not going to be addressing the emotional piece underneath it. And again, we're operating 99 to 95% of the time based on our subconscious, based on our programming that is emotionally based. So we want to understand how mistrusting you has worked for you. And in this case, it's been to protect you and how you are ready for living in a way where you can be protected still, just not overly protected and still experience your dream of true love. So your emotion is guiding you to rewire your beliefs on an emotional level, which is ultimately teaching you to know and understand yourself better. That's what's underneath all this. This is the grand purpose of all this. Because when you have love and compassion for yourself, that's when you can do better for yourself. Only then. It's through understanding yourself that you'll also learn to trust yourself again. The more you experience how your emotions are on your side to support you to see past the lies you've been told about yourself in life, the more you recognize your truth from love. This allows you to step into more of your truth. The more you step into your truth, the better you feel and the more your confidence grows. So where do you start? My invitation to you is for you to understand your emotional sensitivity is a part of your innate 
genius. And I'm not using that word lightly. This is a genius. Look around wherever you live in the world. See that we need more love and compassion. And it's emotionally sensitive people that are going to bring that because this is your wheelhouse. My invitation is that you begin to see this within you, that you begin to honor that your ability to feel deeply brings with it a special level of connection with others. I've seen it time and time again. For those of you who are like raising your hand, I'm emotionally sensitive. And for those of you who are emotionally sensitive and you've got all the protection mechanisms going on in the world right now, you still have that special gift of connectivity with others. And the world needs this ability because when you feel into others, you're understanding them and you're connecting with compassion. The other reason this is a gift that you are going to really get as you continue through this podcast is that you have been made this way because you have been chosen to really experience growth in this lifetime. You raised your hand to say, I am ready to grow. And what is here to help you with that growth is your emotions. Your emotions have been made to help you understand, love, and know you. It's just that your genius has been completely misunderstood and not recognized as the gift that it is. It's like telling the best musicians to play with one hand tied behind their back. It can be done, but it's first going to be a real struggle. The ways that emotions have been tried to be tied down, held back, and contained aren't working, and it's causing way too much struggle for all these people that are coming into the world now to change this. Now, I'm not advocating for an emotional free-for-all here. We are all here to show that there's a better way. There's a way where we experience your emotions as your ally, guiding you to the buried treasure that has been hidden within you. Because within the dark, you'll find more of your light. That's what our so-called negative emotions are teaching you. There's more light within that's ready to shine. You are here now because you are a part of this shift in consciousness where we learn to understand our feelings from love. My invitation is rather than make your feelings wrong, trust that there's a real reason they are coming up. Now, like I was saying, don't make this an emotional free-for-all. It's usually not the reason your ego is telling you why you feel the way you do. And again, I've got another podcast coming up on the ego, (laughs) so stay tuned for that. But here's a hint about the ego. If your feelings try to turn you into the victim or your feelings are all about blaming another, that is not the real reason why you feel the way you do. The reason you feel the way you do is always about you and it's there to help you grow, shift, and change your internal framework so life feels easier to you. So let me say that again. When you experience a feeling, even though your ego is saying someone else caused it, notice that they're not experiencing the feeling. You are. So this is a signal for you. The reason you feel the way you do is always about you. It's there to help you grow, shift, and change your internal framework so life feels easier for you. 
You, my ESP, are meant to live free and to feel that ease and flow to life more than anyone else. You were built that way with this internal radar to give you that level of knowingness in order to receive the bounty and gifts life wants to bring you. You have this internal barometer telling you something's wrong, something's not right. It's sensitive. It's aware. It knows. And now it's just time to utilize it in a way that it serves you rather than the emotions, the perception of our emotions working against you. So while I know I don't have a switch that magically changes everything in your life, what you are actually doing by being a part of this podcast is creating a solid emotional foundation that you will be able to rely on to support you through life storms if you apply this in your life. So be patient with yourself. You're learning this new feminine empowered language to your feelings. You can't pick up a new language overnight, but you can know that your feelings are here for you and the way you were made is divine perfection. I look forward to seeing you next time. So much more to come. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Empowerment Podcast. If you've enjoyed the program, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help us spread the message about how to use your emotions as a tool for spiritual and personal growth. To receive free training and emotional empowerment, visit www.iiee.training. That's www.iiee.training.